It's time for Loud Pipes. The podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Two fabulous hosts for tonight. It's me, Rich. And it's me, Rico. Rico in the house. Yay, yay. Loud Pipes, episode 159. We've got to catch up on a couple of different things. I've been to a Moto America race. The NPC is underway, which is a lot of fun. And the deuce is gone. No! Yes, we'll pour a little liquor out for the deuce. What's going on, my brother? How are you? Oh, brother, brother, I am so chilling right now. Hard. Chilling. Harder than normal. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, Johnny John is not here this evening. He is probably neck deep in NPC shenanigans at this point. Um, but he he may click in later. You never know. Can't keep him away. Possibly. Well, since you're chilling so hard over there, did you find a beverage by chance, or is well, it agua? Well, earlier I I made myself uh, um, a um jalapeno margarita so i don't know if that counts now i'm just kind of sipping on water yeah you know i'm closing down the day so i'm just like in super chill mode right now <laughs> i hear that well how about this i'll cheer you up a little bit from the mountains of western north carolina in mills river is a place we call sierra nevada Oh, yeah. And they make a delightful little IPA called the Hazy Little Thing. And it's in a can. Oh, yeah. Hazy Little Thing. See, you're smiling already. I know it. Oh, yeah. Brings a smile to my face when you say near Sierra Nevada. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's not delay. Let's hit it. Let's do it. Oh, the deuce may be gone, but the sound lives on forever. Oh, that a girl. We have a couple of quick updates to do first before we uh, take our stroll down memory lane. And the first one I want to mention is the MPC is underway. And I want to give a, a shout out and a thanks to everyone who's riding for Loud Pipes this year. It's been a lot of fun. Everyone has been just riding the wheels off. And I can't thank them enough. Actually, I can, and I'm going to do it some more. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so big shout out to Bobby, Colin, Jacob, Kenny, Larry, Sir Mike, Tim, and of course Zion. Uh, thank you guys again. Uh, just killing it this year, and it's fun. It's fun to be part of the experience this go around. It's a little different than years past, where the host uh, doesn't really count for a whole lot. I mean, you can you can still ride for letters and and score, but you know, essentially, when you've got an all-star team like that, all I need to do is sit back and do the math. <laughs> awesome. So it's good. But I got a letter today. I had to do that in order to do the Flash Challenge, which I also did. Uh, did it after work, met up with Sir Mike, and it was a lot of fun. Cool. Where'd you go? What was your letter? So my letter was at a place called, um, I think it's called Buckos. <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's up in Mooresville. It's a um, you know, a little drive through place. You know, they do burgers and barbecue and uh burgers, barbecue, and I forget what the other thing was on the menu. But we had ice cream when we were there. But the the flash challenge was you had to go to a roadside attraction. So think think of the heyday of the automobile as roads were expanding across the country and and places would create these roadside attractions to kind of bring you in and, you know, probably buy stuff. Uh-huh. So you end up with all these things, you know, like the world's largest ball of wine and or ball of twine and just crazy things like the cars in California that they've stuck in the ground and just all kinds of bizarre roadside things that pull you <laughs> off the road and, you know, again, get you to, to buy trinkets. All right. So up here at this, this little, uh, drive-in or drive-in drive through, they have this giant moose and of course it's not real, but it's gotta be like 15 feet tall. It's ridiculous. No way. <laughs> yes. what, what was that cartoon back in the day with the moose and the raccoon? Moose, not the raccoon. Rocky and Bullwinkle. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it makes me think of. Our younger listeners are going, "What? Who are they what talking the? about?" <laughs> or on Google now, or on Google or YouTube now, laughing at it. Right. So yeah, NPC is a lot of fun. I, like I said, I really just sit back and do the math and kind of coordinate the strategy of who's going to get what. And then, like I said, I had to get at least one letter this week for my Flash Challenge to count, and then I had to complete that. So Nice. And actually... Well, kudos, kudos to you for getting that done. Thanks, man. But give me one second, because I found out just a minute ago what the reward is. There's rewards. Oh, I can't read this now. Uh, oh, it's a choice. Oh, I have three choices of how I want my reward to be calculated. Oh, snap at that. Uh-oh. Sounds, sounds complicated. Yeah, this is going to require reading later and probably more beer. Nice. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. So let's see. That's it for MPC. This is week two underway. We have our results show Wednesday night this week. That'll be, what, the 22nd? And that'll be the drawing for the final week's worth of letters. Mm-hmm. I think you were on the live stream last week, weren't you? I sure was. Checking that out. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Sitting in the airport and enjoying you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yucking it up. Yep. All right, you want to talk a little racing? Uh... Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> you're hesitating. I know you're not well, a huge I, race fan, but well, no, I, I was thinking. Um, I was just thinking. That's all. Just thinking. I mean, because I think <laughs> why I was thinking <laughs> is because I met Tony out in Seattle when I went out there. Oh yeah, Tony T. You guys hung out. Yeah, Tell me yeah. About I, just, that. I just want to give him a shout out and say, "What's up, Pippin?" We had a great time. He took me to. Uh, two of his water holes. Nice. And, um, you know, it was pretty chill. You know, I wish I could have stayed a little longer and hung out with him some more, but, uh, I'll be back. Seattle rocks, by the way, I had a great time out there exploring. I did a couple things on my to-do list. 
Nice. On my bucket list, I wanted to do while I was out in Seattle. One was go to that uh, Starbucks tasting room, that reserve. And uh, that was awesome, by the way. So, you know, remember, I think we talked about this early. Yeah, we talked about it years ago. Like, yeah, we got to go. Yeah. And, you know, ever since that conversation, I was like, I got to go see this place. And I know I got an opportunity to do that. And it was everything I had hoped it would be. It was amazing. And you would love it, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. I've I've been to Seattle. I just haven't been to the Starbucks thing when I was there for work. I just didn't yeah, just didn't make my way down there. Yeah, it's it's in walking distance. If you're downtown, you could definitely walk to it. So yeah, next time you go get out that way if you do, check it out. Sweet. Yeah. Did you do anything else fun out there? Besides drink well, beer and coffee? Yeah, the Space Needle did that. I went to the Pikes Market, did that. That was awesome. Went to the Bubblegum Wall. That was pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there's lots of eye candy out there, as a matter of fact. So if you're thinking about it, go ahead and try it out. If you're in it's the market nice. for that. Yeah, if you're in the market, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, some really good sushi and salmon out there and lobster. So yeah, seafood, salmon's the easy one. Yeah, yeah. Seafood is definitely uh, on the to-do list when you head out that way because for whatever, for whatever reason, everything was bigger as far as seafood was concerned. So it was quite a, an uh, eye-opening experience in that regard. Cool. But uh, yeah, it was a good time. I really enjoyed myself. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's talk a little Moto America. Uh, we had a lot of fun. So I went with John. Sorry, I'm choking on my beer. <laughs> don't, don't choke. Um, did end up meeting up with John up there for that that weekend. Um, we only went on Saturday. So it's a two-day event. This was the 4th and 5th of May at uh, VIR. Virginia International Raceway. What? What? Which is a very cool track. I've I've watched it for years with the, the IMSA sports cars, but the first time I watched motorcycles on the track, and it, it looks like a ton of fun. Huh. You think about getting the R6 out on it? Or oh, yeah. Not? Yeah, we'll be yeah. going to that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, actually, the, the guy, Alan, who I bought the VFR from and did the, the first track day with, uh-huh. He did VIR last Monday with PRE. Oh, nice. Yeah, and he said it was awesome. Like, about the same length of a course as we did at uh, CMP. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the surface is smoother. It flows a little different. Uh, more elevation changes. So, more you know, more uphill, more downhill. Oh, more butterflies in your stomach is what you're saying. There's a crazy corner that... So you kind of go up through these S's, you make up right under a bridge, and then as you cut back towards the other side of the track. So that first part there I, I just described is all uphill. And then you turn and go uphill some more. And then before you start the downhill part, you make a right that's off camber to the left and downhill. It looks Ooh. crazy. <laughs> Man. So you're making a right turn, but the track leans to the left. And you're going downhill. How did they do that? It looks like, and that's well, where they, accidents happen, of course. Yeah, what do they call it? The corkscrew. 
<laughs> no, it's not like a, it's not like it's kind of like that, like Laguna Seca's corkscrew, but it's it's not back and forth. It's just one sweeper to the right, mm-hmm. and then continue on down the hill and another series of turns, and then you make your final right back onto the front stretch. And I think the the super bikes there for the Moto America race were clicking one eighty ish. What down that front stretch? Yeah, before they got on the brakes and turn one, it was pretty cool. Wow. But yeah, watching the watching the big boys race there was a lot of fun. And you know, my first Moto America race in person, I watched all of them this year on their their app on the what is it Moto America Live Plus app, which is pretty cool. Uh-huh. But first one in person, and I had a ball. Wife went, nice. kids went, good time. What the whole squad went with you? The whole squad actually got the misses out the house That's to amazing. a racetrack. <laughs> Wow. Which hasn't happened since I took her to Charlotte, I think before we were married. What? I, I that, So I took that. her to um, two crown jewels. She went to Daytona. She went to Charlotte for Coke 600, and she was not interested. And then I gave up. I was like, that's it. You know, two of the biggest races in NASCAR, you're not interested? Right. I'll save my money. <laughs> <laughs> so what's she think of uh, Moto America? Well, she still doesn't really care for bikes, but I think the part she liked is that it wasn't as loud. You know, oh, okay. cer- certainly not the 600 class. Uh, the super bikes, of course, were louder, but it- it's in short bursts because it's a couple mile track. You know, most of the bikes go by and then you know, you've got a minute or so before they come back again. Uh-huh. So it's not like when you're at NASCAR where it's just this constant roar that just, you know, never ends because they're just all going in a big right. circle. Right. So you kind of see the bikes hustle through the corners in front of you and then they're gone for a while. And then of course, <laughs> yeah, they kind of spread out, but still then they're going by onesie twosie and you can still sit there and have a conversation. It was very nice. Uh, so how was the food scene and what was, was there anything else to do while you were there for the kitties? <laughs> There was some kids' places um, to play. We didn't get there super early. We got there probably about an hour and a half before the the big racing started, so we really only watched the the Super Sport 600 race and then the the Super Bike and then the ones that were in between. I know there was a, I think it's a Twins Cup, and then we caught a little bit of the Stock 1000 at the end. Hmm. So we didn't see any of the stuff in the morning to practice, you know, qualifying, warm-up, and that stuff. We just... Pretty much showed up for the big races, and it's been about four or five hours there, I think. Nice. Were you in the sun, or were you like in a... Yeah, it it was hot. (laughs) (laughs) So, thankfully, we had some umbrellas in the car, so we had these big golf umbrellas that we kind of hooked to the back of our seats, and I don't know, without that, it might have been a very short day. Nice. Pretty hot. Come on, come back home looking like a lobster. Oh, yeah, and, you know, hot and miserable. uh Uh-huh, that's attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, before I forget, let me thank uh, Alan for the tickets because he was volunteering as a corner worker through uh, PRE for the event. And as part of that, he got uh, a couple free tickets, which he gave to me. So thanks. Nice. Thanks, Al. Good stuff. Uh, Let's see what What? else. There was a bunch of other stuff going on there that we didn't get to participate in. Uh, Uh Moto America does this ride along program. Which What's that? you get on the back of a super bike with another rider, and they take you around the track at speed. What? 
Yes. That will be awesome. <laughs> so actually, uh, KP did it. A guy we've had on the show before. Uh-huh. That John knows through uh, Capital Power Sports. Uh-huh. Yeah, he did it. He was on, uh, he was on TV for a little bit. Talking wow. about the experience. It was neat. Neat to see. I don't know. That would be kind of weird, though, in a, in a sense. You know, hugging on another guy as you go through corners. Yeah, I, I don't. I just, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to do it either. Because <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it's going fast, so you don't have you don't have a choice not to hang on. You know, <laughs> right? It's not like if you're just going on a road and it's like you know I'm going to lean oh, back and use the that grab rails. Yeah, yeah. No, you better oh. hang the heck on. <laughs> grab on them love handles and let's oh. get it. <laughs> And of course, can, can you imagine a poor rider, you know, see someone like me showing up like, oh, oh my he's goodness. Like, oh, no. Yeah. Give me the preload wrench. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be doing willies all we got. We're going to need another spring, guys. <laughs> 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 that one we've got uh, is not going to cut it. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. That's funny. Oh, it's too, too funny. I'm trying to get the the results here from the race. Of course, I should have been looking at that earlier, but... Oh, I, I, one other thing. I got to make sure I don't forget this. Okay. So the boys were just just bent on getting an autograph from uh, Cameron, Cameron Bobier. He's the points leader. Okay. Actually, was he the points leader after that race? But, but he's, he's the... He's the reigning champion and he's one of the factory yamaha riders and his teammate is uh gerloff as well so that's those are the two those are the two that they wanted autographs from uh-huh so we're watching the race watching the bikes go by and of course cameron wins the superbike race which was cool in in handily fashion and then um races are all done we're kind of walking around and and Cameron is still bugging me for an autograph. He's like, yeah, let's go down there. And I figured they'd be busy, you know, post-race interviews or debrief or whatever. Like, they're not going to be around. So we were just walking down through the pit area, looking at the different haulers, and there's, like, nobody around. It seems like everyone is either, you know, packed up or they're inside or in a media center or somewhere. Uh-huh. So we come around where the bikes are, kind of where the Victory Lane celebration is, and they have all the, the bikes lined up from each event. So basically all three bikes, the podium from each race. And we're standing there and we we're kind of going to give up. So we took a picture next to the Yamaha team hauler and we were going to head back to back to where Mrs. was and then just head out. So we're standing there and we see somebody come out of the media center. And then I get a little tugging on my arm from Cameron and he's like, "Dad, dad." He's like, that guy's got a Yamaha outfit on. <laughs> and I look over and I was like, oh, that's the one you want. That's Cameron Bobier right there. Nice. So he was signing an autograph and walking along. And so I take the kids over there and ask him if, you know, if he could spare another minute for the boys. And he's like, yeah, sure. No problem. And then of course, like a doof, he's like, do you have a Sharpie? And I'm like, uh, uh. nope, we got your posters though. <laughs> <laughs> So really cool guy. He's like, no big deal. He's like, come back to the truck. I've got one there. And, you know, he walked the kids over to the hauler and 
while he was inside getting a, sh- a Sharpie, his teammate came out and signed autographs too. Nice. So, yeah, Garrett Gerlach is his teammate. Yep. Bonus. So it was cool. So now they, both kids have a poster of each, and they're both signed. So they were, they were beside themselves, actually, while they're standing there. And they just they didn't have any words. They're just like, uh. Right. Uh. <laughs> so did they hang them up in their, on their walls in their rooms yet? They're not hung yet. I'm, I'm going to get some uh, posters, get a little frame okay. to. Put yeah, them up, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, but they're they're keeping good care of them. I've been been watching. Nice. Did they get pictures with them? That's the part I didn't get. So in in all the shuffle, like you know, this poster, that poster. Oh, now your teammates here. It's like, uh huh. Yeah, and then there were more people, so we got ours and, and moved on. Right, right. But yeah, big thanks to the guys for that. That was super cool, and the kids appreciated it. Sweet. So let's see. I think that's about it for the racing. Like I said, we only did one day. I'm kind of glad we went the first day. The second day, it did rain a bunch. Mm, so that's no fun. Yeah, they ran the superbike race in the rain on Sunday, Ooh. or somewhat in the rain. It it was quite a quite of a turn of events because they started in the wet, even though the rain was done, and only like a couple of guys went out on rain tires. Everyone else was on slicks, so everyone on oh. slicks was kind of just biding their time until the track dried up and then the guys on rain tires of course got out to a pretty big lead but once the track dried up that didn't last long the slicks just you know put them to bed right yeah. it's funny watching those rooster tails <laughs> on the bikes as they ride through the rain especially in the heavy wet spots yeah, and I felt bad for for Gerloff because he finished second to uh, JD Beach in race two in the wet, but uh-huh. but he ran one heck of a race, and there was so much emotion in the post race interview for race two. You know, JD Beach was winning. He or of course won the race. He was ecstatic. He could barely speak. You know, get it out. And then when they go to interview Gerloff, he's just like, he was so disappointed. He's like, I, I just can't. Like he was breaking down in, in tears. He's like, I, I just can't. And they just walked away. It's oh, like, man. Tell me these guys aren't passionate about what they're doing. It was just, right. you know, the heart and passion that came out of those two was just cool to see on TV. That's awesome. So, I think I'm hooked. I think I'm a Moto America fan. <laughs> I heard that. So you'll be back when? <laughs> well, the, we want to go to the, the one at Barber for the season ender. Nice. That's in the fall. Which not October, is, is it? Uh, actually, I think it is. <laughs> uh, no, it's end of September, 20th through the 22nd. So it's before the Vintage Fest. Right. All right. Which we probably won't get to, but. Now, what are we going to do this year? I don't know. We're going to Gettysburg. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> when is that again? Are you going? I booked the room already. Yeah, when is that again? That is July. I'm um, scrolling. 12th through the 14th. Oh, yeah, yeah. Piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got the pullout couch at this point. I know, that's right. But you're still welcome to it. Yep, I'll take it. Yeah, we've got six. Uh, six so far, plus you would be seven. It sleeps nine, but keep that with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mostly 
there's like a queen bed, a twin bed, the rest of it's bunk beds, and then the pull-out couch. So I think to get nine, they're assuming two in the queen, two on the pull-out couch, two on the full side. All right. And then the rest in the bunk beds. So yeah, July 12th through the 14th, and I pull up my calendar. John and I are planning on leaving the night of the 10th, straight from work. And then all day Thursday, we're going to take back roads ride from Mount Airy, North Carolina to Gettysburg. All side roads, including the Blue Ridge Parkway. Wow. And I'll just leave from work Thursday and meet you there. So you would just haul the mail. (laughs) Haul the mail. You'd probably get there before us. It's 352 miles. John sent me the route. 352 miles, but it's going to take us like 10 hours. Because it's all side roads. Jeez. Yeah, I'll beat you there. All right, hold on. I'm searching, scrolling, clicking, waiting. John, John, John. Okay, here's the route. It is... No, 330 miles, and Google Maps says nine hours. Nice. So you know that's some good riding, because if you did that in a car, it'd be like five and a half hours. Right. Like if you did all interstate. Because I think you can do about 300 miles in five hours, if I remember. Yeah, easy. Yeah, basically 50 an hour average. I guess that'd be six hours. So yeah, that's the plan is head on up there, do a good day's worth of side road riding. Friday will be kind of a chill day, probably with Dangerous Dave and anyone else who shows up early. Most everyone else is coming in on Friday. Uh, Saturday we'll do kind of the, we'll do a group ride. We'll go find a cool place to hang out and eat and then hang out at the cabin you know, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday we'll all head home. Just something to plan? Yeah. Sounds awesome. Well, John has that upstate New York run, too. I don't know if you're doing that with him later in the year. No, I didn't know. August 9th. August 9th? Let me put that in here. August 9th. Get it on your calendar. Yep. August 9th. Starting at two. Oh, no, it's Friday. Yeah. And when's when is it over? It says nine through twelve, but I don't have any more detail because I'm like, All right. I'm not doing. <laughs> <it."> <laughs> All right. Have we stalled long enough? Should we talk about the dudes? I, I think so. I was going to sing a song, but. I don't think I will. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> you know, like, the deuce is gone. The deuce, deuce is, is gone. gone away. So, see, I did sing, after all. Oh, look at that. You snuck that in. So, yeah, that's it. That's the end of a chapter, end of an era. I guess my, my transition from cruiser to sport bike is official. Wow. How does it feel? bike was sold, and it, it left me Saturday. Wow, did you ride it one last time before you sold it? Yeah, I took it out Friday for a little blast. Nice. Nice. How does it feel? Awkward? Awkward. Yeah, awkward. 
insanely loud compared to what I've been riding. Because uh-huh. I just popped on the half helmet and went out, and I was like, wow, this thing is really loud. Because <laughs> <laughs> the VFR is still stock. Right. So I'm riding around with a stock pipe and a full helmet. It's like, all I hear is wind noise. Right. So yeah, Man. jumping on that and heading down the road, you know, the pipes Ooh. echoing off the ground and half helmet was, was a, it was a shock. I hadn't ridden it like that in a while. Nice. I mean, what are you going to do with all your Harley gear now? You got a bunch of t-shirts. I'll keep wearing them. <laughs> and, I, and I guess that's probably one thing I should put out there is, you know, I had uh, my buddy Mike, I was emailing him and he sent me an article on the, the new Triumph that came out. And he's like, well, now that you're done with Harley, you know, ha- have a look at this. So I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, who, who said I'm done with Harley? Like, just because I don't have it doesn't mean I'm giving up on it. Right. It's like, heck, I went to the dealership over the weekend and bought another shirt. Did you? From Speedway Harley Davidson. <laughs> uh, you know, I was, I, there was a Harley, there was a Harley, I guess it wasn't a bike shop. It was just like a t-shirt shop. Yeah. In Seattle, and I went in there to get you a shirt. But I was like, "Wait a minute, he's, he's getting rid of the deuce. He don't even want this. I gotta find a Yamaha shop now." <laughs> oh, I got a cool shirt from Moto America. Uh huh. On the front, it looks like a, a government shirt with a seal. It says the United States Department of Road Racing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was like, "That's awesome! I gotta have that." Yeah. And then it's got the big Moto America logo on the back and a American flag on the sleeve. Really cool t shirt. Sweet. You gonna post pictures? Maybe. All right. If you're nice, I will. Oh. Yay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know how I feel. It's like, you know, the bike's gone, I guess, a little bit numb. Like, I mean, I'm sad I don't have it anymore, but. I'm kind of relieved because I don't ride it. It was just sitting around. Uh-huh. You know, I, I basically rode it like every third week just to make sure it was still lubed and not sitting around rusting and right. getting flat spots and things like that. Did, so did, did, did you sell with all the spare parts and all that? No, he wasn't interested. So the guy who bought right. it, I gave him a couple of specialty tools that I won't use again. Like the, the wrench to adjust the shocks and the oil filter wrench and, and like a, a bottle of brake fluid that I had bought for it. Uh-huh. So I gave him that stuff, but you know, he wasn't interested in the rest. So I'll just sell it on eBay. Okay. Maybe keep a part or two for memorabilia. Cool. So, um, you, you purchased it when? Um, so he made the final bid early last week. I guess it was Sunday, Monday last week, and then he picked it up Saturday. All right. How long do you have that bike, Curious? 12, 12 years. Wow. Purchased uh, February 6th, 2007, and officially sold and gone on the 18th of May, 2019. So more than 12 oh, years. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That was... How much you pay for it back then? Actually, I have the original sales invoice right in front of me. Oh, yeah. So in the show notes, I just said 19000 roughly, but I can give you an exact number. 
So the original receipt, of course, I can't read it. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Zoom in. All right, here we go. 2007 FX STD in black with seven miles on it. The sales price is $17,345. Then you have $290 for freight, $499 for dealer prep. It gives you a total of $18,134. Then there's $544 for the vehicle tax, $58 for the license fee. $329 for dealer services, whatever the heck that means. Then there's $29.95 for electronic filing. I guess it was the year 2007, so. <laughs> then I added VIP maintenance, which was two years um, service, oil change every 2500 no mileage limit. And I added an extended service plan, which pushed the the fender to fender warranty out to five years. That was $1,589. I gave them a total to walk out the door of $21,684.47. And how much you saw for? $62.50. $6,250. And I was figuring it up the other day. So you can't really count any of the fees and tax and all that stuff. So if you just take the basic number, this is what I was doing. So if you take 17345 that's the sale price, minus 6250 So that's a depreciation of $11,095 divided by 12 years. So the bike only depreciated $924 a year. Wow. It costs you $924 a year to have that bike. In depreciation. Just in depreciation. Yeah. Wow. So I should have sold it last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm really kicking myself. I should have sold the darn thing last year. Now you weren't sure what was going to happen. Yeah, I think you were still on the fence. You were yeeing hot about it. Yeah, I kind of needed, I needed the year on the R6 to really seal the deal. Uh huh. You know, and the, the honestly, the the track day is what put it over the edge. You know, doing the <laughs> track day and having so much fun with that, and then having the interceptor, so it's not too far of a difference between the R6 and my daily ride. And just wanting more of that sport feel. Uh-huh. I just realized I'm, I'm done with it. So the per, the negotiation kind of went like this. Like, you know, I started at 8000 with all the stuff when I first listed it. Uh-huh. It didn't go anywhere. So then I dropped it to seventy five. Then I took all the extras out and listed it for 7000 And then at some point in the process, the eBay listing got reposted with an or best offer option, which I don't remember selecting because I always had it just listed with a fixed price. Uh -huh. But it, it worked out anyway. So the, the guy sends in a, an offer of 6,000. You know, at first I'm like, Oh cool. I got an offer. But then I'm like, 
where did this come from? I'm like, because it's listed for seven. <laughs> right. <laughs> she was like, ah, just throw it out there, see what these bites. So then I went back and looked at the listing, and yeah, it said 7,000 or best offer. And I'm like, well, where did that come from? But anyway, it, it worked out. So the more I thought about it, I said, yeah, I probably should just get it going because I told the missus, when I get this interceptor, I'm selling the deuce and that'll pay for this one. That was kind of the deal. Right. So I'm like, I need to just make it happen. So I countered with 6,500. He came back with 6,250 and I said, it's yours. Nice. That was it. Just a transaction. I tried to keep the emotions out of it and just look at it from dollars and cents. Right. As I, as I was telling one of my neighbors, I had come over when I was shining it up and getting it ready and, and it was kind of asking, you know, is it emotional? You know, are you sad to see it go? And and I said, no, honestly not. Because I made my piece two months ago when I put it up for sale. Uh-huh. Like, when I decided to put it up for sale, that's when I made peace to let it go. And today was just the transaction, essentially. So maybe right. that's why I'm numb. I, you know, I gave up on it two months ago. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> where I'm at. <laughs> well, all right, then. You've healed from that relationship well, I see. <laughs> yes. Well, and I've had a year, essentially I've had a year to part with it because, you know, I did try to trade it a year ago, mm-hmm. you know, for the FJ09. So I sort of cut ties then. <laughs> She's like, is that how you're going to do me yeah. after all this time together? Is that how it's going down? <laughs> yeah, get out your stuff and get out of here. <laughs> That's what you do with a mistress when you're done. Take your stuff right. and get out. <laughs> Can't you see? I now have a girlfriend and a redhead. Be gone. Right. <laughs> I got a younger piece in the garage. <laughs> right. That's a 14. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah and the, the the guy who bought it is a pretty cool guy he's from Alpharetta Georgia and I told him I was going to oh. talk about it so it won't be surprised but uh-huh. we had a lot more in common than we thought when we got to talking about things and he had a his last bike was a big dog chopper that he bought in 2007 wow but he always liked the deuce kind of always wanted a deuce and his bike progression was um, Harley Sportster to a Dyna, then to the Big Dog Chopper. And then just kind of got tired of that, you know, riding it. And it was carbureted and was just a lot, I guess, a lot to deal with. He said about every year, every year, year and a half, he was having to have the carbs cleaned and tuned. So that was his only question to buying the Deuce. You know, he's like, I knew it was solid, you know, just looking at the pictures and the description. He's like original owner he's like i could tell it was taken care of so his only question was is it fuel injected (laughs) it's like i don't want to deal with any damn carburetors (laughs) right yes so yeah he looked pretty happy putting it up in the garage and it looked stunning i mean i had it all wiped down it was sitting out in the sun i mean just gorgeous Mm. and then he pulled it was like there she is yep yeah, it was pretty cool. So, yeah, we talked bikes for a bit. Uh, his wife used to ride. She may ride again. Uh, she rode over with him. So, yeah, we chatted for, for quite a while. It was a good time. 
Nice. It's probably about an hour and a half, you know, just conversating, wow. talking about the bike, and then getting it loaded up and getting him on his way. Mm-hmm. Did you tell him about the windshield? Did he take the windshield? No, I sold that like three oh, okay. years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, pretty cool. Deuce is gone. Like I said, close that chapter. I guess I'm officially a sport bike rider now. Since that's the only right. two bikes that we own. Right. So how's the garage feel now that the deuce is gone? You got two sport bikes in there. Looks cool. Looks fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks it looks awesome because I have the, the race leathers hanging up on the shelf. So I think uh-huh. if you look in that picture I sent you, so it's like the R6 is there on a stand, the interceptor's next to it, and then the race suit's hanging in the background. It's like yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. cool garage right there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That feels about right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited. So I want to do VIR maybe in June as my next track day. Um, it'll be the VIR North Course, the same circuit that they ran for Moto America. They do also run the full course, I think, later in the summer, but it'll be so much hotter. Oh. I'm kind of you hoping in June to get lucky with a cool day. You're right. Nah, you're gonna sweat. Yeah, you might want to what you were saying. <laughs> Listen, uh, I was. I'm, you know what? I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> Just being in the sun, riding in the heat, you're gonna lose a couple pounds. I think is where I was headed. I hope so. Yeah, That'd be nice uh, fringe benefit. Yeah. But I'm so much more comfortable riding the Interceptor than I was when I first started on the R6. And the the basic evidence is the tires. So Really? Yeah. I, I'll send you a picture of the tires now. So the where I've gotten to on the lean with the Interceptor, and I have not quite a thousand miles on it yet, I'm pretty much where I was with the R6 after a year riding it on the street. Right. Amazing what one track day I do. Yeah, so much for the confidence. I mean, there's a corner that I I keep trying to go faster and faster on the way home, and I'm, I'm kind of at the point now where I have to stop because I, I don't want to drag my knee with a, just jeans on. <laughs> right. <laughs> so from 85 south onto 485, it's a long sweeping left, and I just keep going a little quicker, a little quicker, a little quicker, and it's... It's over pretty good now. I'll have to send you a picture of the tires. All right. It's like that last, it's less than an inch. Nice. You know, on the the scrubbing, chicken uh-huh. scrubs, whatever you call it. <laughs> that a boy. It's fun. I'm enjoying riding it. But yeah, I've put almost a thousand miles on it since I've had it. Back and forth to work, highway riding? Mostly to work. Uh, it's not highway. It's probably I'm doing about I don't know, like sixty forty. Okay, sixty highway, forty side roads. Because it's thirty miles to work, it's fifty two miles home. But the first, uh, the first twenty five miles or so is is uh, side roads. I guess not quite 60-40. So I'm getting like 60 miles of highway and 
25, 30 miles of side road. Wow. That's round trip. That's round trip. Yep. Yeah, in the morning, it's all highway. Just go up Providence Road, 77. Mm-hmm. And then coming home, it's like 18 different roads before I get to 85 and then 485. <laughs> I remember that area. That's yeah, nice. Sir Mike took me on some different roads today over in and around uh, Kannapolis, Concord, Mooresville area. Mm-hmm. Did you go to the cigar shop? You haven't gone north, you said. Not yet. Yeah, that's two, I think it's two exits up from work. So, yeah, I'd have to have a free night because I'd have to go north first and then fight even more traffic to get home. <laughs> nice. Yeah. When you see all the traffic going north, you're like, ah. Yeah, anyway. forget it. Yep. Or just hang out until 630. Because yeah. I did that one night. Uh, we went over to, uh, what was it called, Eddie's? On the lake. I don't know if you've been over there. Just a little pub, a little seafood place. Uh-uh. So I went over there for a couple of hours and left at 630. Then the road was fine. Nice. Yeah. Eddie's. Yeah. So uh, back to the deuce. I was starting to draw up a map of all the states I've been to. On the deuce. Yeah. It's pretty. it's a pretty good list. So it was like all of New England. So like Maine, Vermont, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York, of course, Pennsylvania, uh, Rhode Island, I didn't say Rhode Island. And then from Pennsylvania down, I would have hit Maryland, West Virginia, Virginia. Of course, it's been to DC. And I don't think, I don't think I made it to Delaware with that bike though. I think that's a state I missed. Hmm. And then let's see, North Carolina, South Carolina. Georgia, Florida, Alabama, and then I know we've done Tennessee. I don't think I've touched Kentucky or Ohio. I think that's as far as I've gone. So, yeah, East Coast, Northeast, Southeast, centric. Very nice. And how many miles were on the deuce when you got rid of it? I had exactly, because I got a picture of it. Thirty-eight thousand two hundred ninety-five. Thirty-eight thousand. Wow, and you got divided by twelve. Is not much. That's just under thirty-two hundred a year. But mm. it's probably more like divided by ten because for the last two years it really wasn't ridden. Well, that's not true. The last year, the year before that, I did ride it quite a bit. Oh, and I was giddy when I bought it. I remember I did 7,000 the first year. Yeah, you're like, John, John is still giddy. Yeah, I just rode it everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's been to Laconia Bike Week, the top of Mount Washington, a couple other little mountain summits in the area. Caesar's Head, all that. Yeah, Caesar's Head. Fun, fun, fun bike. Enjoyed the memories. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I hate to say it like that, but it really is just, yeah, I'm just over it. Yeah. But yeah, the devil, the devil's whip is going to be interesting now that you (laughs) got some, uh, 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 experience under your belt. I think you'd be taking that a lot faster. 
the devil's whip will be a success if I can keep you in sight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I can keep you in sight, I know I've improved. <laughs> <laughs> Although to be fair, the last time we did it, you were on the R6 and I was on the deuce. So I didn't stand a chance. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Wait, I thought we did. We did. We do that. We did it with John too, didn't we? No, I don't think. I don't think so. I've only been on it once, and that was that time with you on the sport bike. Is that the Diamondback? We've done the Diamondback oh. with John. Yeah. Okay, that's what it was then. Twice we ran it twice, twice the same day. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's what it was. So yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there any other final thoughts I want to give on the bike? Fondness, you know, road trips. I don't know. I don't have anything that stands out. Just, I was, I guess when I bought the bike, it was purely emotional. And I I think I've said it before, like, I didn't look at the stats. I didn't compare it to anything. I didn't look at anything else. I wanted a deuce and that's what I bought. (laughs) It's like victories. What are those? Right at that time, when I bought that bike, it was like, I don't care how fast it is, I don't care how much better it is, I don't care what kind of brakes are on it, I don't care what kind of forks are on it. Like, I want a deuce, <laughs> and I almost bought several other bikes on the way to it. Like, I thought about a V Rod, thought about a 1200 Custom, just a lot of other little bikes leading up to it. And I have to thank my wife for that. She told me, don't buy it. She's like, wait, save the money, get the one you want. You won't regret it. And she was right. When I got it, you know, plumped the money down and got the bike. Every time I rode it was like, I was thinking, damn, this is the best money I've ever spent. Right. Just in love with that thing. Yeah, and it was worth it, you know? It was worth it, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not sad about the sale price. Like I said, I... 12 years and almost 39,000 miles. Yeah. It's a good ride. Yeah. You took care of it. That's for sure. So how, so I know you like to ride with the wind in your hair <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> <laughs> point, point. Uh, so how's the wind compared, you know, riding the Yamaha now? I mean, you used to all the wind in your face and everything. Now, do you still have that same effect or no? Well, there's still, there's still quite a bit of wind from that comes off the VFR. So there's still, I mean, there's not as much on my legs or like in the chest, but there's definitely enough wind that comes around your head and stuff to keep you cool. You know, I don't feel like I'm riding in a bubble necessarily. Okay. But yeah, there's, there's definitely wind on the body in general. No, that's not what I'm saying. There's less wind on the body in general, but I'm still getting enough that I guess I'm still getting what I need. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I would like a different windshield, though, on the new bike. I kind of like the one that you have on the R6, where I don't know if that's a double bubble or whatever they call it, but it has a pretty good curve to it. And the air comes over that a lot smoother. The air that comes off of the VFR is is angry. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not smooth, and it's real noisy. So, in fact, the other day I took my GoPro out with the mic, 
And I came back, listened to the video. I'm like, you can't even hear me. Like, there's so much wind noise. Wow. Yeah. It was just like the F the FJ09 was the same way. The sound of the wind was deafening. So I still got that. So I'm going to look for a different windshield, maybe one that's just slightly taller or maybe just has a different profile. Right. Because this is kind of flat. So I'm going to play around with different things. The wind can get under it as well. There's a relief on the bottom. So there's no there's no buffeting behind it. It is the helmet is smooth, but the wind is noisy. Right. So my head, my head doesn't bounce around, but you hear it. And I've, I've actually been wearing earplugs more because the wind is that noisy. Wow. Yep. Another big change for me, <laughs> riding nah. earplugs nah. and a I'm stock surprised. exhaust. Yeah, I'm surprised too because you know the deuce is so obnoxiously loud, and then you got all you got a lot more wind hitting you. So yeah, surprisingly, yeah, I, I guess just grew tired of it. You know, it just became a real chore to do a long trip. Mm-hmm. And in fact, that's kind of what started the earplugs is long trips on that, getting the full face helmet, which seemed to amplify the exhaust. So on a long trip, I ended up plugging just to, you know, calm yourself down. Right. Cool. But yeah, we'll be fixing that on the interceptor before long. We'll be putting a pipe on it. Have you started looking at any particular ones yet? Um, between two to three at the moment. I still kind of like the two brothers. I like the sound of it. I'm just afraid it might be too loud. Mm. There is such a thing. No. <laughs> well, apparently there, there is. <laughs> <laughs> Just repack it. Yeah. And then um, uh, John Jones and I have been chatting. He was getting me to look at, I think it's, uh, is it GBR? Hold on, I'll look it up. It's Italian. They're kind of hand, semi handmade. Yeah, GPR exhaust. So that's one that he was telling me to look at and they have got some pretty cool options for uh for the interceptor so i've got a contact there i'm if i decide to go that route i will email them directly because he was telling me they'll you know they'll pack it kind of put your name on it and everything so they're pretty cool pipes you ever seen those before Mm, i can't recall gpr exhaust systems i'll send you a link how about that all right gpr Vaguely. Italiano. All right, then. So it's between, yeah, the two brothers, the GPR. The GPR is actually a little cheaper than the two brothers. And the cool thing about the GPR is they're the DB killer. The way it removes on the back is just a little snap ring. Mm -hmm. So you just grab your pliers, pop the snap ring, and pull the DB killer cone out. To make all the noise or pop it back in. Yeah. So I was thinking that would be cool to have to leave it in, you know, right out of here in the morning because I leave home at like 630. Mm-hmm. And then when I get to work, pull it out for the ride home. Right. You, you need one of those, what was it, Heckle and Jekyll? Or Jekyll and Hyde, yeah. Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> yeah, look, they don't, they don't have anything for that bike. Uh, that's too bad. Yeah. And like I said, I 
I guess I've done the loud bike. I don't want this one to be too loud. Right. You know, I want it to sound better. I want the, I want, the, I want to open it up a little bit and I want it to sound better. At least so I can hear the darn thing, but I don't want it to be obnoxious. Right. Speaking of bikes, I got to get an old change. Yeah. You've been riding much? We didn't talk about uh, it. Yeah. Not, not a whole lot. Yeah. I get out, you know, I maybe do 30, 40 miles. Just mm-hmm. around town, you know, and just knock the rust off a little bit. But yeah, I, I gotta put some more time in the saddle. Just haven't penciled that in just yet. What do you have on it for mileage? Oh, good question. Sixteen. I'd say you gotta be closing in on twenty. Yeah, somewhere. I don't quote me. It's been a minute. I haven't really focused on the mileage on that thing yet. So while you think about that, so the third pipe option would be kind of the the de facto, which would be the acro slip on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nice. That is the most expensive one, and it's a pretty large can too. So the nice thing about the GPR is it's a little smaller can. Uh-huh. The two brothers one is is long as well, but it's they sell two mount kits. Two Brothers makes two mount kits. They have an upswept one if you don't have luggage. And then if you have the factory luggage, they have one that's a little more flat, a little more horizontal, so that it clears the factory bags. All right. And you're you're purchasing bags for that, right? Saddlebags. I am. As soon as I send as soon as I take the cash from the deuce and put that on the loan for the interceptor. I will be ordering the bags because I want to have them for the July trip. Nice. So actually I should do that now because I want to make sure they get here. Yeah. 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 Yep. We'll plan on doing those through KP up at Capital Power Sports. So they're a Honda dealer. So he said he can get them. No problem. Get a nice little price for that. Did you find your mileage yet? No, I gave up. I started looking, but I remember I didn't take a picture of the speedometer and all that, so, oh well. All right. Well, we have one other little topic, but I think I need to thank some people first before we get into that and then close it down. What do you think? Let's do it. Let's do it. So let's take a moment here and recognize the people who continue to make our show possible, and we do that by thanking the Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. That would be the first five, the OGs. Marcus, Rickard, Edward, Jebby, and Zion. Thank you, fellas. And that actually reminds me, we're going to restart the monthly hangouts, probably either the end of May or the first part of June. We'll get that started again. So thanks for your patience on that. Uh, Slack pack would be Chuck, Nobby Tire, Old Man Slacker, Sir Mike, Chad, and NC Rambler. Barbershop is Steven and Jacob. Loud Pipes Racing, Mr. Sean Birch. And we'll just give our reminder that support for Loud Pipes Racing does not have to be the ongoing or monthly subscription. There's a one-time link on that page for you to use. That is loudpipesracing.com. And then we have Steven. Steven. Oh, he'll be mad at me for that. (laughs) Steve, Micah, Kenny, Dangerous Dave, Bronco Ride, Rich, Joe, Tony, Jed's Moto, Scott, and Tim make up the riders group. 
And we have Darren, the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast, Kale and David round out the insiders. We appreciate all the support, no matter the size. And if you would like to show your support and join this group that we have, head over to loudpipes.net slash donate and check out all we have there to offer. Maybe I'll replace this one with the VFR and leave the new topics as the, the deuce. Or you can do the Yamaha. Well, that's already Loud Pipes Racing. Okay. So we do well, Loud Pipes Racing. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and in my next uh, track day, Rico, just for you, buddy, I will put the GoPro on it somewhere so you can yeah, hear it and see yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Sweet thanks, man. No problem. I cut you off. Did you have something else there? Nah, I was I was thinking maybe we use my pipes. Yeah. We could do the we could do a flyby of the of the big girl. Yep. We do that. Why not? We'll do that. We'll set that up next time we get together. July. So hopefully soon. Yep. Don't say Welcome July. Home. That make me sad. <laughs> All right, dude, we got to hook up this for that. Maybe another ride to uh, Sierra Nevada. Deal. Yeah. All right. Yamaha is renting bikes now. Say what? What do you think about that? That's awesome. So I got an email that there's a whole new rental slash adventure program. And I'm not going to get into all the details on it tonight. But just to mention that people should check that out. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. And we've talked about this over the years that, you know, dealerships and manufacturers just need to get on it and understand that the best way to sell these things is to put people on the seat and send them out. Amen. I mean, just look at the, look at the interceptor I bought, you know, Alan was cool enough to toss me the keys and tell me to take it for a nice little ride. I realize that's a private sale, but still that sealed the deal. I was like, yep, that's the one. Yeah. Thousand miles later, still smiling. Still smiling. So yeah, so it's called Destination Yamaha. And on the site they have different regions, adventures, and vehicles. And we were kind of looking at it earlier. It looks like ATVs, side by sides, motorcycles, and for y'all up north, snowmobiles. Snowmobiles. <laughs> snowmobile. That's crazy. I haven't done so that it, it, forever. I know. So is it specific for any state or is it all across the board well i'm looking at the motorcycle partners and it seems to be regionalized it's showing me three Uh, there's west south midwest and northeast region so let's do south and it shows me wolf creek motorsports and is that stacoa north carolina uh, Maryville, Tennessee is Sport Bikes for Hire. Good name. Wolf yeah. Creek Motorsport Rentals in Townsend, Tennessee. And then it show for some reason, it's showing me Oklahoma. Not quite sure that that's in the South, but okay. <laughs> I'll give you that. Well, yeah, it is in the South. I was thinking Southeast, sorry. Right, right, right. So let's click on one of these and see what they have. Sport Bikes for Hire. This is Maryville, Tennessee. 
And it looks like it's a combination of experiences and bikes because this is called the Deals Gap Adventure. Smoky Mountain Motorcycle Rentals. They're showing what looks like an FZ09, a V-Star Cruiser, and that looks like an old FZ1, which is interesting. Mm. What do you think? You in the mood for renting a sport bike? Going on an adventure? Heck yeah. <laughs> Can we race with those? Probably you know not. But let me throw some, let me throw some prices on here for you. All right. So the FZ09, one to two days will cost you one hundred fifty nine dollars. That's not too bad, actually. I think that's per day. That's that's not too bad. I don't know. Well, <clears throat> I guess for a sport bike, it's not bad, but. There is some additional risk there. You can get the Triumph Daytona 675 for 179 or it gets a little cheaper if you get out to five plus days. It's 149 per day, so that's not bad. Yeah. Let's see what the, what the FZ1 is, 159. Yeah, that's an older bike. The Ducati Monster 620 is 149. What else do they have? Oh, and they rent gear. Helmets, 10 bucks. Gloves for five. Jacket for 10. Everything for 20. So that's not bad. Wow. It's nice to see that as an alternative because was it last year? Eagle Rider partnered up and started doing more Indians. Yep. In addition to Harley. So yeah, Yamaha's getting in that game too, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Gives you a little, little bit more options. You know, depending on what you're doing, who you're riding with, yeah. if you need to go sport bike, you can do it. Well, I mean, how cool, awesome. how cool would that be? You want to head out to the mountains, maybe, you know, let's say I'm going to go out with the family for a couple of days. You know, we're going to spend three, four days out in the Smoky Mountains and then get one day, say, hey, I'm going to pick up a bike one day and go, go carve up some twisties and then I'll meet you guys for dinner. Right. right, 180 bucks plus taxes and fees later. I think that'd be a heck of a day, and not have to take your bike out there. You know, on a family trip like that. Right. Pretty cool. So yeah, check it out. We'll put a link to that in the show notes with the uh, the mailing and the article. Yeah. So what else? What else you got going on, brother Hogan? Um. You gonna do Gettysburg? Lot, you think? You think you're you're solid for that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, the, the the dates line up perfectly, so I'll be definitely I'll be there. All right, that'll be fun. Yep. 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 And if you can I'll, if you can hurry your pace a little bit, you can enjoy some of them side roads with us. <laughs> well, you know, just tell me where you want to meet. I'll meet you there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to get it early because we're going to leave early Thursday morning. So it's going to yeah. be Wednesday night, probably just do a couple of hours up, find a hotel, and then, you know, probably the crack of dawn, we're going to be on our bikes again. Right. Yeah. I won't be able to pull out till about 2, 2 15 ish. On Thursday? On Thursday, yeah. Yeah. So you'll need. You'll need all of that and probably some Friday to get up there. Mm-hmm. But we can all track home together. True. At least most of the way. Yep. I'll make it happen. Make it happen. And then you got to be back to work Monday. Right. 
That'd be a long ride Sunday. Let me see. What is that for mileage? Gettysburg. I'm gonna take a quick peek. Gettysburg to the ATL. Mm-hmm. So do Drummer Boy Camping Resort. That's what you want to search for. And I will do directions to McDonough. You gonna be at McDonough or will you be Yeah. No. Alright, it's thinking. Uh oh. Seven hundred miles. What? <laughs> you serious? Seven hundred six miles. That can't be right. <laughs> He's like, whoa, wait, whoa, wait, 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 wait a second. Whoa, wait, Did I say wait, July wait, was good? Wait, wait, what, what, what happened? <laughs> uh, come on, tack on another three hundred and get your iron butt. I know, right? Jeez, oh man. Nah, it's no big deal. I can do 700 miles. Mm hmm. That's what you say now. I've done that ride. Me and Caleb have done that ride twice. So it's, I can do it. It's easy. Well, there's actually a route to avoid all of Charlotte in 85 where you continue on 81 all the way down to around Kingsport, come through Johnson City, Tennessee, take 26. Oh, 81 to 26 to Asheville. Oh, you seeing that option? That's the ticket right there. Hold on, that's the ticket. So I think I think we do that, and I follow you to Asheville. (laughs) Eighty-one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's the ticket. That's a long day. Yes, it is. Jeez, what is it back to my house? What is my day going to be like? I'm just curious. I know it's 400. 450. You got it easy. <laughs> yeah. On on the sport bike. Yeah. So I did it on the R6 last year. Did you? Yep. Of course, I only rode up there from D.C., but hey, <laughs> who's counting? Right, who's counting that? But still, I had to get from home to D.C., and then from there to Gettysburg. And then from Gettysburg, I went north to my parents, so then I went from there back to D.C. and from D.C. to home. Gettysburg. So I did do the whole trip, just not all in one shot. Right. Well, I'll let you look at that. You want to close this down on the official part, and we can... Kick it into the downshift if you got another minute or two. All right, let's do it. Sound good? Yeah. All right, we've already talked about the Loud Pipes meetup. That'll be in Gettysburg around the Bike Week festivities, July 12th through the 14th. We're staying at the Drummer Boy uh, campsite, camp and resort, whatever they call it. <laughs> I'm also going to try to do antiques, antique motorcycles on Maine and Chesney. That'll be July 27th through the 29th. I would, would love to do that one. I'd like to ride out, actually, to that one. Uh, John is still planning, I think, August 9th through the 12th in upstate New York. And the two big ones, Isla Man TT, May 2020. Rico. Woohoo! yeah. The Isla Man TT is one that's, week away. That's crazy. That means we're buying ferry tickets in the next couple of weeks. Yes. Is that al- already? Yes. All right. How much are those fur tickets? Oh, now we have questions. <laughs> We've been talking about this for how long? 
<laughs> I know. This, this one, no. You just work on the be. airfare, my friend. You just work on the airfare. I know. I got that. <laughs> got that down. Yeah. Oh, the guys are there already. I was talking to Ben earlier. Oh, word? Yep. Nice. Yeah, I was sending a couple messages. I'm trying to get a picture of the of the new bike. So, so we're talking about Ben McBride <clears throat> and uh, Greg Lambert who are running a TT sidecar or running a sidecar uh, motorcycle at the TT. And of course, Loud Pipes is going to be on the bike. And as soon as they get it stickered up, I'm going to get it a picture. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're they're already there on the island now. So getting things ready. We're about a week away. That's awesome. So I'm scouring yeah. the internet for the video links and feeds, and I'm trying to get my VPNs and everything set up so it looks like I live in the UK so I can get all the streams that I need. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I got a couple. I have a, a VPN that I've paid for for years, and they've got nodes all over the world. Sweet. So that works pretty well. But yeah, I'm excited. Can't wait to see the bike. Um, let's see. The other one is... John is planning Sturgis for the same year, August of 2020, and we don't have anything else on the radar, really, just yet. So the events list was long, and now it's kind of thin. Uh-huh. Uh, one more programming reminder before we sign off. We are going to do a live show on May 30th, I believe it is. Yes, Thursday, May 30th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to have a special guest for that. It's going to be a good one. So tune in for that. We haven't done the live stream for a while, but we feel this one is is good to bring it back. So, so tune in for that one. And in closing, in addition to thanking Brother Hogan, I would mm-hmm. also like to again thank the Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. I'm sorry we have been away for a couple of weeks here. It's just been a bit of a madhouse, but we're trying to get the schedule going again. And if anyone else is interested in joining this group, check out loudpipes.net forward slash donate. Uh, We appreciate all the support. And additional information from this episode, including links, and let's see, the farewell image of the deuce will be there. That can all be found on our website, loudpipes.net slash 159. We have links there, of course, to leave us some feedback. You can subscribe to the show via your favorite podcast app. And follow us on social yeah. <laughs> All right, Brother Hogan. Yeah, yeah. You know that's going to be 10, 10 hours, 20, 28 minutes for me. All right. Kick stands up. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> that's a long way. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening. Please consider supporting the show. We offer generous rewards for your contribution. Find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate. 